Welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode. Last week's episode, if anyone's interested and you didn't hear it yet, it was all about Disney park music. Uh, I talked about, you know, basically just how amazing Disney World park music is. Uh, I went over some of my favorites, some honorable mentions, um, and it was good to see uh, some feedback on Instagram, uh, which park music which park music you guys enjoy too. Uh, it definitely seems like Epcot, um, you know, is, is the favorite. Everyone loves the Epcot music. Um, my top two were, um, you know, the Epcot future world music and, um, the magic kingdoms tomorrowland music. And I put a little poll up and, uh, asking you guys, which one you liked better Epcot future world, 53% magic kingdom tomorrowland, 47%. Um, but you know what, either way you can't go wrong. Disney park music is the best and i um, glad we got to talk about it and I'll probably do some more future episodes on Disney park music too. Today's episode is going to be a fun one. Today we're going to be talking about animal kingdom, animal kingdom, the newest park, you know, it's, it's such a unique experience. It has a lot to offer and uh, just going to basically go through, uh, you know, what I love about animal kingdom today. What are my favorite things? Um, what I, you know, and hoping for them to do changes they're going to make. So it's going to be a fun one. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Since it's pretty much April already when I'm recording this, and we have a Disney birthday coming up, Animal Kingdom, April 22nd, 1998 is when it opened. Uh, it's going to be, what, 23 years now. Uh, so I figured it was only fitting that this week's episode we talk about Animal Kingdom. Um, you know, I want to talk about Animal Kingdom today, not, you know, the history. I'm not going to go through the history of Animal Kingdom uh, you know, all that stuff, what went into it, extinct stuff like that. I want to talk about Animal Kingdom right now, uh, why I love Animal Kingdom. And then um, I'm going to be doing my top five favorite things I love about Animal Kingdom. It's going to be a fun list. Uh, it's a lot to choose from. Everything's on the table, attractions, rides, uh, shows, food, snacks, you know, anything's on the table. So, uh, you know, it. Animal Kingdom is such a unique theme park. It's it, it feels weird to even call it a theme park. You know, obviously, you know, they have the all the variety of different animals and stuff that they have. It's truly a one of a kind experience. You know, and really, you know, the the only things that are somewhat comparable are obviously Bush Gardens and SeaWorld, but uh, you know, Animal Kingdom is just on another level, I think. Uh, maybe it's biased because I'm a huge Disney fan who has a Disney podcast and, and Disney Instagram page, but I'm going to go out of the limb and say uh, Animal Kingdom is the best of those uh, 
those unique theme parks with, you know, rides and attractions, but also uh, the animals, live animals and stuff. So Animal Kingdom is, is the theme park that has um, really grown on me over the years. Uh, Back in the day, you know, it was probably my least favorite for most of my childhood up until my, you know, teenager adulthood years, Um, you know, because it was somewhat of a half day park is what, you know, we would call it. You go there for a half day in the morning, you'd ride all the attractions and you'd be done with it for your trip. Whereas now I think that is completely changed. And the reason why it has changed is because of Pandora. Pandora and the introduction of Avatar has really changed the perception of that park to me and probably to a lot of others. I wasn't the biggest Avatar fan like the movie, you know, when it came out, there was so much hype about how it's the greatest movie ever. Um, You know, when something has that much hype, it's sometimes hard to live up to. I remember like, you know, all my friends are going to see it. They wanted to see it like twice. And I think it was more of a product of right place, right time. You know, the, the, the special effects in Avatar at that time were amazing. You know, that was the big draw. Everyone wanted to see it in IMAX and 3D because that time it was like 4K Ultra HD with like this beautiful landscape and, you know, all the designs and theming of, you know, Pandora in the movie and everything, everything just popped on screen. Um, And I think that's why it had a lot of hype. You know, it was everyone wanted to see it because of that. But when I, you know, when I watched it, you know, I thought it was a good movie. I did. I definitely didn't have like an attachment to it. Um, it wasn't until Disney announced that they were building a, you know, avatar themed land Pandora at animal kingdom. Then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll go back and watch it. And, you know, I kind of have a different, um, opinion of it now. Uh, you know, Disney's Pandora made me like the movie more, you know, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the movie makes you like the attraction more. It was the opposite for me. I remember when it opened too, it was, I want to say it opened like in May and I was going down in July. Um, and my aunt and my cousin went down there and like, I remember her like sending some pictures and her talking about how amazing and, and breathtaking the, uh, like the theming of that land was, you know, it was one of the things where you saw the pictures online. I think like one of the first things that leaked out was the floating mountain in the sky. And it was like, what, how did they do that? Like you couldn't really understand how they did it and what it looked like until you got there. Um, you know, then me and my family, we went down in July and it, it was, wow, it was something that's for sure. You know, in my entire life, I think the latest that I've ever been at animal kingdom was probably maybe like four o'clock, like, you know, growing up, like it always closed early. It closed five, six, maybe seven o'clock, but we were never going there that late. Like, you know, like I said, it was a half day park. We'd go in the morning, knock it out and not go back. But when Pandora opened, I think when I was there, like they were extending the hours, like Pan, uh, Animal Kingdom was open until like midnight, if not later, 1 a.m. sometimes, which was unheard of, you know, and obviously um, a lot of the attractions were closed, but s- still like being in that park late at night, uh, it was just, it, it was awesome. You know, I never got to experience that. It, like being able to see it at night was, was cool. And Pandora too is one of those things I feel like you need to see it twice. You need to see it once during the day and once at night. When you go during the day, you can kind of see every small, tiny detail. You can see the the effort and the, the amount of time and preparation it went into building that land and how, you know, Disney and their Imagineering, like they went all out on the theming of this land. 
it's amazing. It makes you feel like you're in Pandora and just being able to like walk around and, you know, you have like the waterfalls and stuff. It's just, um, you know, it's just so easy to look at. And then when you go at night, it's dark, but you have like those vibrant colors, like the blues and greens and purples. And it's like, like we were walking around there and, uh, like for the first time and like, I had no idea where I was. I was like, am I in Pandora? Like, where am I right now? But they, they, uh, you know, they built the two attractions, flight of passage and the Navi, uh, river journey. And, you know, there's some snacks and some food spots there and, you know, just all around, they did an amazing job with Pandora, you know, flight of passage. Like I said, when, uh, you know, when the, when the land opened, you know, it was July, like we couldn't get a fast pass for it. And, uh, the wait times were some of the highest wait times I've ever seen in Disney history. Um, and I was not going to wait two or three hours for any attraction. I don't even care what it is. Um, but we, you know, we played it right. We went there. They announced Animal Kingdom was going to be open until I want to say midnight. It was either midnight or 1am. Uh, let's say midnight for the sake of the story. Um, so we went to Animal Kingdom at night and we were like, okay, we'll just walk. We'll get in line at like 1130. That way it's probably going to be the shortest because the park's closing and, you know, we'll just have to wait it out. I think we ended up waiting 90 minutes um, for Flight of Passage, which at the time, you know, considering some of the wait times were like three hours, the 90 minutes was um, wasn't bad, especially, you know, we got to go through the the normal queue and we got to see, you know, all the the, the little details on everything that they did. You know, you're walking through like the caves, you're walking like on like the bridge area on the outside. Then you get inside the actual uh, attraction when you're inside in the queue. And, you know, probably the, the, the best queues, probably one of the best queues in, in Disney World right now. Um, you know, and everyone stops and takes a picture and looks at the avatar that's like in the glass tube that has like wires and tubes and stuff hooked up to them. Uh, you know, he's sitting in the water, floating in the water. And, you know, no, that, that blows my mind right there. I take a picture of that every single trip I go, even though I've seen it how many times. Every trip I go, I take a picture of that because I cannot believe the technology to make it look so realistic. Like, this is a fake movie character, yet it looks so realistic. It's uh, it's amazing. And then, you know, the ride itself is one of my favorites, too. Pandora is great. Um, you know, it's the newest addition to Animal Kingdom, but... I don't want to ignore, you know, the OGs, you know, the stuff that's been there since it opened. Um, you know, you, you walk in and you see the tree of life, which, uh, what a staple to a theme park, you know, it's such an iconic centerpiece to the park. You know, we have Cinderella's castle, the magic kingdom. We have spaceship earth at Epcot, um, Hollywood studios, you know, maybe it's missing that centerpiece, that iconic, uh, picturesque monument type but, uh, you know, and animal kingdom with the tree of life, you know, you walk in, you got to take a picture of it. Got to take a picture in front of it. Um, blows my mind that there's an actual attraction inside, you know, underneath, uh, tough to be a bug. Uh, it's just cool to look at. It really, it really fits. It's, you know, it doesn't look out of place. It looks like it belongs there. It looks like it's always been there. And, and I, I love, uh, you know, walking past there and always getting that picture perfect view. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, the other lands in Animal Kingdom are great too. You have, uh, you know, Discovery Island, Africa, Asia, Dinoland USA, uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch, and uh, obviously Pandora. You know, the lands like uh, Africa and Asia are uh, pretty similar to Epcot's World Showcase in that you you walk through them and you actually it actually feels like you're there with the theming, with the music, the sounds, the food, the you know just everything they put into that it really makes you think like you're there. And you know, obviously, Asia has uh, Expedition Everest and Kali River Rapids, uh, the Flights of Wonder show, and the Majahara Jungle Trek. If I'm saying that correctly, what a great roller coaster expedition Everest is even like taking the count, just not even on Disney property. It's one of the best. Um, you know, it has a little bit of everything. It goes fast. It has the big drop. I, I think one of the coolest parts is the part where you get to the broken track and you got to go backwards. That part of the ride is maybe the most terrifying, what 15 seconds that you'll ever experience. Like, I don't know about you guys, but the backwards part on Expedition Everest, there's going to be a point point in time in my life where I'm going to have to say, you know what, I can't go on this one <laughs> because that is so intense. It puts so much like pressure on me and it just, you know, that's the one where you take a Dramamine beforehand, you get a Sprite afterwards and you hope no one asks you to go on again because it is intense. You're in the dark, you're going fast. There's like a slight curve in the track. Like the first time, you know, the first time we went on it, you know, would that open up in 2006? Like I wasn't going on YouTube and watching ride, you know, POVs beforehand. I didn't know what it was like. You know, my dad went on, went on my dad went on with us and he's, you know, he gets motion sickness walking up the stairs. And we went on that. When we got to the broken track part, I was like, you okay, that's weird. Where are we going to go? Are we going to go? Oh, maybe this is like Maelstrom where we kind of move backwards and we, you know, glide uh, nicely, slowly backwards. Nope, I was wrong. You're in the dark doing like 60 miles an hour. I thought it was upside down for a second. I swear to God, I, was, I thought it was upside down. Um, but, you know, that ride is so cool. It's intense. The theming I love. I have a, uh, you know, I love the whole idea of Bigfoot and the Yeti. So going through that ride and walking through the queue, there's a, there's a part of the queue where there's like a like glass cases of like um, stuff from like a, a failed expedition, and there's like fake pictures of like a yeti. When I was like when I was younger, I thought the, like are these real? Is that a picture of a yeti? Uh, but like again, the theming is amazing. The queue is great, makes you really feel like you're going like you know, on an expedition up Mount Everest. So um, love that ride, even though it scares the crap out of me. Uh, you also have Kali River Rapids there in Asia, which, uh, you know, maybe you'll get wet. Maybe you won't either way. Uh, it's a fun ride. I, I do wish it was a little longer in length, um, but, you know, it's cool to go on, get a little refreshing uh, splash of water on you. Uh, half the time it always ends up, uh, you know, the big drop ends up giving me absolutely soaked. You know, nothing like walking around Disney World in uh, wet socks and shoes and uh, underwear. That's always a great feeling. Also, too, I don't know about you guys, but the 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 handrail, the grips on Kali River Rapids, maybe the grossest thing on property. Uh, I try not to hold on to those. It's like, oof. Uh, and then you know we got Africa, where they have the Kilimanjaro Safari. Man, maybe you know it's up there. You know, I I love going on the safari. I've never been to Africa. I've never been on a safari. Um, so this is probably going to be the closest I ever get. 
And man, it's just, you know, you, you go on and it's like, every time you go on, it's a different experience because it depends on which animals you see. There's times where you don't really see any of them up close. Maybe you see some giraffes and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Then there's other times where, you know, we were on it and we had a, uh, a rhino. I had to be eight feet from our car. Like it was just unbelievable to see an animal that up close you get to see, if you're lucky, you see the lions and, you know, the, the giraffes. I mean, it's like when those animals get up close, it is a different experience. I love it. It's a long ride. You get your money's worth. It's very bumpy. Uh, so make sure you hold on to those hats and sunglasses and cell phones. Cause I got my phone out 99% of the time trying to take pictures of, uh, animals. You know, it's like, where else can you experience something like that? Uh, you know, once again, just puts Disney at the top there. Dino land USA is interesting because, um, just recently, they closed down Primeval World and kind of announced that that's gone forever. Um, I always enjoyed Primeval World. Uh, I thought it was different. I know some people didn't like it. Uh, some people complained that it was just a cheap, you know, quick ride to build and stuff. I think that was the whole point of it. You know, that that area of, um, you know, Chester and Hester's Dinorama, it's supposed to be like a carnival. It's supposed to be like a cheap carnival ride, I thought. And the ride itself was kind of, you know, kind of fun and spinning while going up and down. And so a little rough, but you know, it was, it was a fun ride. I enjoyed it. Uh, Triceratops spin, you know, I could do without. It's basically your Dumbo, you know, magic carpets of Aladdin clone. Um, you know, with primeval world closing, I kind of hope that they close Triceratops spin too. And maybe, you know, they'll have, you know, even more kind of space there. Maybe they can build one, uh, kind of more um, in-depth attraction there. I'm not sure what the plans are, but you know, I hope they build something there soon. I don't like them, uh, you know, closing down a, a coaster and not replacing it. So, or I'm, I'm interested to see where they take that. You know, and obviously, Dinosaur is over there too. I love Dinosaur. Um, I think it's a fun ride. It's it's a unique experience. I've always loved it, even when it was Countdown to Extinction. Uh, it's one of the most quotable rides in Disney. I think I always quote uh in the beginning safety video hello there and uh you know not our dino stuff like that so you know i love that ride too has a lot to offer over there especially for like young kids you know i know for me when i was a kid i went through a dinosaur phase i think that's a popular thing for young kids and then you know you got rafiki's planet watch where you can you know you take a train and you can kind of interact with uh animals they have like a petting zoo over there and um it, it pretty much shows like the educa educational side of animal kingdom. You can kind of learn about animals and you know what they're doing there and what goes into their research and stuff and uh, how they take care of the animals. You know, animal kingdom has a, a good variety of food options too. Uh, I'll be honest. It's probably the park I've eaten at the least. Um, probably because like I said, you know, most of my life, it was only a half day park. We would go there in the morning. We'd eat breakfast beforehand and, uh, you know, that we'd go there in the morning, get stuff done, and then eat lunch somewhere else after. Um, when I was a kid, though, the, you know, the restaurant, restaurant uh used to be like Donald Duck themed, and it was a, a pretty good breakfast buffet. We used to eat there all the time, you know, but they have, you know, a lot of good food options. You have Flame Tree, which is popular, Tiffin's, Rainforest Cafe, and uh, Yak and Yeti. I love, uh, they used to always get the Yak and Yeti uh, orange chicken or sweet and sour chicken uh, with rice. That was always a nice snack there. You know, but they have a lot of good variety. I love trying like different drinks and stuff from Animal Kingdom. I think one of my uh, favorite drinks in Animal Kingdom is the frozen um, night blossom uh, in Pandora at uh, Pangu Pangu. You know, they, they have some good snacks there too. 
They have the uh, lumpia uh, there as well, which is um, basically like a cream cheese spring roll, I think is how they describe it. Um, it's pretty good. It's refreshing. Also, one of my favorite snacks is the the elephant ear pastry in Africa so in the bakery. It's really good. Um, also, there's a, I don't know if it's the bakery, but it's one of those stores in Africa. Uh, they have really good like chocolate dipped fruits and stuff. We always get like a chocolate dipped uh, pineapple, very refreshing on those hot days. But you know, a lot of good snack options, a lot of good food options in Animal Kingdom. Um, for me, you know, like I said, I don't eat there the most. And uh, usually I'm good just grabbing a uh, Starbucks coffee on my way out. You know, one thing about Animal Kingdom that's a little different that's maybe lacking is like the nighttime entertainment or show or parade. Um, you know, Magic Kingdom, you obviously have a variety of nighttime shows, fireworks and projections on the castle. And Epcot, we had illuminations for all those years and uh even hollywood studios now they have the uh, star wars show with fireworks and stuff uh but animal kingdom they have the tree of life awakenings it's like a projection show uh that takes place on the tree of life you know i've i've only seen it a few times it just seems like it's not as popular as some of the other nighttime shows and you know maybe they're limited in what they can do uh, i don't i don't think you can have maybe that uh, that many fireworks going off in a, uh, a park full of exotic animals. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case or what, but, uh, you know, it just seems like it's always kind of been missing that iconic nighttime show. All right, it is now time for our weekly list. Today's list is top five favorite things at Animal Kingdom. Uh, you know, it's tough to narrow down. Like I said, everything's on the table. Attractions, theming, lands, food, you know, whatever. Um you know, it was it was kind of hard to think of a topic to do a list. I didn't want to just do attractions because, you know, there's not that many, you know. So I figured we'll just do overall top five favorite things at Animal Kingdom. And if you guys listen to this, you know, send me a message or comment or whatever. Let me know what I missed. What, let me know what you agree with, disagree with. I love interacting with you guys uh, on Instagram. It's fun to talk Disney with other Disney diehards. All right, here we go. I'm going to start us off number five. I'm going to start off with an attraction. It's the only attraction on my list, the only ride on my list. Number five, Expedition Everest. Like I talked about earlier in this episode, I think it's one of the best thrill rides around. It's super unique. It has a little bit of everything. You know, it's a fast-paced coaster, sharp turns, high speeds. It has the big drop at the end. But what really sets it apart is that backwards part. Um, you know, I think for uh, this is the ride where you know, if you have someone in your, in your party, your family who, you know, maybe, maybe thinks Disney isn't uh, for them. Maybe it doesn't have enough thrill rides for them, or it's not cool enough. Like this is the ride you take them on. It's intense. I feel like anyone uh, can enjoy it. The theming is great. You know, the entire ride takes place inside of a mountain. The queue is great with the theming. It makes you think, you know, you're going on an expedition up Mount Everest. Um, you know, you get to see the Yeti. Unfortunately, the Yeti doesn't move anymore, uh, but it's still pretty intimidating when you do see it. And, you know, they have that other part on the ride where it has like the shadow of the Yeti destroying the track and, you know, just all around. It's a, it's a great ride. It always makes my list, even though it scares the crap out of me. Uh, just please don't make me go on this one more than once uh, in a day because I will be sick laying in the bushes uh, asking for some Sprite. Number four. This one's a little general, 
but maybe you'll uh, like my reasoning here. My number four favorite thing about Animal Kingdom is the Tree of Life. Pretty simple, the Tree of Life. You know, I love walking in and seeing it front and center. Uh, it fits just so perfectly. I love looking at it. If you, once you get closer, you can see all the intricate details that, you know, it has all these different types of animals carved into the, you know, into the base and into the trunk of the tree. You know, it's huge. It's like I said too earlier, it just looks like it belongs there. It looks like it's always been there. What a perfect fit. Um, I love taking a picture of it, you know, taking a picture in front of it, you know, and then you kind of, to make it even better, it, ha it has an attraction inside, you know, it has, uh, it's tough to be a bug, the the Bugs Life 3D, 4D show, um, which is pretty cool, you know. It's kind of like walking through Cinderella's Castle or eating at the restaurant. Like, you see this famous, iconic Disney uh, landmark, and then once you're actually able to, you know, go inside of it, it's, it's you know, it's just a cool feeling. Um, and I appreciate the, the design and the effort. Like, it's stuff like that that I'm okay know, paying that extra to get the Disney theming, they go that extra mile and put the attention to detail with all the carvings. And, you know, there's the, the Bugs Life show and in, in the base of it. And, you know, the music around that area, it's just perfect. You know, I love walking around there and, uh, you know, taking it all in. All right. Number three on my list. This one's an interesting one. I wonder how many people would have this on their list, but my number three is Rafiki's Planet Watch. Maybe not a popular choice, but hear me out here, guys. You know, I love animals, and this really gets you up and close with a bunch of animals. You know, uh, you can take you take that train. It's a nice, slow, uh, very relaxing uh, train ride uh, that takes you to the actual, like, compound area. And, you know, you, you get there, and it... it yeah, I'd say it's definitely educational. You know, if you have young kids or people who love animals, this is perfect for them. You can learn about, you know, different animals, different facts and stuff. Um, they have like that big center. You'll walk in and you know, it's air conditioned inside, which is great. You know, and, uh, you know, sometimes they have animals you can take pictures with. I think you know, the one time they had like, uh, I want to say like parrots or some sort of big bird, or I've seen like, uh, you know, like big iguanas out there. Um, and they have like the little like um, like displays you can walk around and learn about animals and how they take care of animals. We uh, the last time I was there actually we were there kind of they have like the viewing areas you can see like the the doctors like where they operate on animals and stuff and they rushed in while we were there they rushed in uh, I think it was some sort of big bird I don't know if it was a heron or whatever you guys have down in Florida uh, they brought in a bird and uh, I think someone came out and. Uh, gave us an update that the bird had swallowed uh, something it wasn't supposed to. It was like a cup or something plastic or something, which, you know, where do you get to see stuff like that? It's You see how they take care of the animals and what they do there. Um, you can learn about stuff, how they feed all the animals. Like, I love learning that. Like, you know, you have lions and, and zebras and giraffes and rhinos. Like, how do they take care of all these animals and feed them and all this stuff? And you get to learn all these cool facts about animals. Who doesn't love that? You know, then to kind of top it off, you can go into the back and they have uh, like the petting zoo area where they have a bunch of uh, goats and cows and uh, maybe pigs, I want to say, too. And you, know, you can walk around with these 
like little brushes. You can, you can brush the goats and stuff and they come up to you and very hands-on, very close and personal. Um, that's probably not open now during COVID. I'm not sure, uh, how that would work. Um, but you know, it's, it's something different. It's a different experience. I love going there and experiencing that, you know, makes animal kingdom stand out. It makes it different. You can actually get up and close and personal with, uh, you know, different types of animals and, you know, learn some too. All right, here we go. Top two. My number two kind of relates to number three and the fact that it involves animals and my love of animals. But my number two is the Kilimanjaro safaris. This ride I've always loved. Even when I was a kid and they had the whole poaching um, theming to it, you know, different storyline. Even now, you know, it's different. Obviously, they took that part out of it. But what a unique experience. I've talked about it a little bit before in this episode. Um, You know, it's a different ride every time you go on it. It's a different experience depending on which animals you see or don't see. You know, you maybe you don't see a lot and it's not the greatest ride, but it's still, you know, it's long, it's entertaining. Or maybe you get up and up close and personal to, you know, giraffes or rhinos or those, those things with the giant horns on them. Uh, it's a long ride. You get your money's worth, you know, I think it's between like 10 and 15 minutes long. Um, you get to see all these great animals, take pictures. You know, if you've, if you're like me and you've never been on a safari and probably never will, you know, this is the closest you're going to get. So you kind of want to take it all in and get, you know, get these close up pictures and videos of these animals that you won't see anywhere else. I think the, you know, a little tip out, I'm sure a lot of people know about it. Like you, you got to try and get on a safari, the closest to sunset. That's when I feel like most of the animals are out. You can get a amazing pictures. Uh, that's when the lions, sometimes we've seen awake and we've seen them roar too, which is crazy. Um, so now that's my family's little trick. We try to uh, get fast passes and go on it, you know, uh, a little before sunset where, you you know, there's still some sun where you can see, uh, you don't want it too dark. Um, but, you know, you get a, you get to see a lot of the uh, animals kind of more active, which is uh, pretty cool to see. And two, I can't leave out the uh, cast members, how great they are. And, you know, given their tour, you know, being our tour guide, it's uh, sometimes it's on them to make it, you know, more entertaining and, you know, they, they got to do a good job kind of, I'm sure sometimes they kind of have to wing it, you know, sometimes they have to stall for time if there's animals in the way. And, you know, they do a great job too, of being like your, your personal tour guide, like on an actual safari. All right. My number one, probably not going to be a surprise to you guys, but my number one is Pandora, the land of Avatar. It just has so much to offer. It changed the entire park. You know, it changed my opinion of the entire park. Um, you know, and it's got to be my number one. It, it made Animal Kingdom my least favorite park to one of my favorites. You know, it has the two attractions, Flight of Passage and the Navi River Journey. I love Flight of Passage. It's one of my favorite attractions. It's, you know, the first time I went on it, like I was, it like took your breath away. You know, it's like super HD 4K. Um, it's kind of like Soren, but not really like the way you're kind of riding that thing and the special effects are amazing. And, you know, I love that ride. I love the attention to detail in the queue with all the theming and stuff, you know, Navi river journey is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a thrill ride, you know, it's a slow moving boat ride, but it makes up for it with the, uh, with the songs and the just amazing, uh, animatronics and the, you know, the effects there too. 
you know, and, uh, it's a nice relaxing rise for, you know, the people in your family who maybe get motion sickness or don't want to go on flight of passage. You guys can split up and, uh, they can do Navi while you do flight of passage, you know, just walking around that whole area, you know, taking everything in. It's just amazing to look at and to walk around and, uh, you know, you got the floating mountain and the fountains and waterfalls. And, you know, when you go at night, all the different colors and, man, it just really, it really makes you forget where you are. You know, they really did a good job of just that, that submersive, um, you know, environment. And who knows, maybe with, you know, the planned Avatar movies coming out, maybe they'll just keep adding stuff, you know, you know, they have like the entertainment of like the drummers. And then there's also the guy, uh, like the Pandora Ranger, who's like in that big armored suit, which is amazing. It's like, it's like looking at like a transformer or something. I don't understand how that technology works, and uh, but it's cool to look at. You know, I talked about a little bit. They have, uh, you know, good food and snacks, too. There's the, uh, I don't know how to pronounce any of this stuff, but it's like the Satuli Canteen and Pangu Pangu and, you know, the, oh, the store. You know, that store that sells, um, you know, that store there, they sell, like, you can get, like, your own custom avatar. But I think the most, one of the most popular toys there, uh, I know it was when it first came out, we had to pick those up for, some friends at home was the, uh, the toy Banshee that you can kind of put on your shoulder. Um, very cool. It looks real. You always see people walking around the park with it on their shoulder. And, uh, if you're like a collector, you know, it's, uh, it's cool to kind of have that on the shelf. Um, yeah, but it's a cool store to walk around and, uh, you know, the interactive Banshee is definitely one of the most popular toys that, uh, Disney has released in the last few years. But yeah, I mean, it's my number one. Uh, you know, it's hard to narrow down, uh, you know, just picking five things in general that uh, are your favorites about a theme park. But, you know, I try to do the best that I could. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, it's a great park. And, uh, you know, that's my top five. All right, and now it's time to end the episode with a little bit of Q&A. Every week on Instagram, I'll put up a post asking for questions from you guys, and I'll pick out some each week and uh, read them on the podcast, and uh, you guys can hear your answers on here. And, uh, you know, it's just a fun way to kind of interact with you guys, kind of get to know me, too. And uh, I love answering these Disney questions. You know, some of them make me think. Some are easy. Some are difficult. But, you know, it's all fun. Uh, So here we go. Our first one is from my friend Donnie. He says, Test Tracker Soren, the ultimate Epcot showdown. Uh, this is an easy one for me, Donnie. I'm a big Test Track guy. I think we've talked about that a lot. I do love the old Test Track better than the newer Test Track. But Test Track, I think, will always be one of my favorite attractions. It's uh, I say it a lot with Disney rides, but this one you get your money's worth. It's a long ride, high speeds, very interactive. Uh, so I got to go Test Track. This next one's from Miss P. 1022 favorite way to transport in the Disney parks. Uh, this is a good question. I think the easy answer is the monorail. Uh, I love taking the monorail, but, uh, the magic kingdom loop, uh, specifically that's uh, kind of the more iconic, uh, one for me, you know, I love, uh, going to contemporary and maybe eating lunch or dinner there. And they're just taking the monorail over to the magic kingdom. You know, it's such a calm, relaxing ride, great views, you know, get to hear the, uh, the monorail soundtrack, uh, you know, t- sometimes taking a Disney bus, I don't mind, uh, other times, depending on the rush, you know, I don't mind driving. Um, 
you know, but monorail for sure. Number one, uh, my least favorite is taking a boat because they're very inconsistent in uh, waiting times. This next one's from the Godfather Corleone 427. What's the one thing you miss at Disney that you could do pre pandemic? Um, no, uh, not wearing a mask would be great to do again one day. Uh, but I, my answer would have been park hopping, uh, but I believe that is back now. Um, I couldn't imagine going to Disney now and not being able to park hop. Uh, I'd kind of have to change like the whole way I kind of attack my Disney vacation. It'd definitely be a, like a more uh, laid back trip if, if that was the case. But, uh, you know, pre-pandemic... Uh, you know, everything's kind of coming uh, back to normal eventually, you know, slowly but surely. Um, I just kind of hope like the park hours return to normal. This next one's from Caroline Kesterman. Has Merlin ever picked you to pull a sword from the stone? Like this one made me laugh. It's like she knows my life or something like to this day. If I walk past that sword and there's no one there, I'm pulling on that sword because I still feel like one of these days I'm going to be able to get it, but uh, no, I've never been picked. I've only been trying for like uh, 25 years now. This next one's from Allie M146. Favorite Disney smells. This is a good one. Um, one that comes to mind instantly is the inside of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I think everyone loves that famous uh, Pirates of the Caribbean water, uh, but it's a combination of like the water and like that one scene with like the fake fire. Uh, that's a great Disney smell. Uh, another iconic Disney smell that's probably one of my favorites is just walking down Main Street and you're cutting through the stores. You can smell like the, the bakery and the confectionery. Uh, so those are my top two for sure. This next one is from Daniel Butters. What is your favorite book about Disney that's out there? You know, I'm not a huge reader. Um, you know, I have some Disney books. I haven't read all of them because I just, you know, not a big reader right now. But the one book I did read uh, a few years ago that I do recommend, it's called Project Future by Chad Denver Emerson. It's the inside story behind the creation of Walt Disney World. It gives you the whole behind the scenes of, you know, the Florida Project and, you know, Walt Disney's uh, vision for Disney World. And it's such a great read. It's an easy read. Um, and, I, you know, you can learn a lot of things that maybe you haven't learned before, you know, about where he wanted to put these, this potential theme park and, know the different states and areas he looked for and you know what kind of led him to orlando um so it's project future i I got it on amazon a a few years back you know it's it's cheap and a really great read this next question is from audrey woods favorite food place at animal kingdom um you know like i've said in this episode a bunch of times i haven't eaten there that many times uh but i've always liked uh yak and yeti uh, for like the the Chinese food, they used to have really good orange chicken and rice, a great snack, good portions. Um, and then that or or pangu pangu, I think I love getting the night blossom uh, and like the spring roll, very refreshing. So I'd say uh, one of those two places for sure. For my last question today, this is from Champagne Forty Two. Uh, this is an interesting question. Makes you think. Disney movie slash character who you believe deserves a ride at one of the parks. Now, since I'm talking about Animal Kingdom, I think this one fits perfectly. It's something I've said since I was a kid. I think a Tarzan ride would have been perfect at Animal Kingdom. Now, back in the day, there used to be a Tarzan Rocks show with, like, rollerbladers and stuff doing flips. But we don't have a Tarzan attraction. 
And even, you know, when I was a kid and the Tarzan movie came out, I always thought, and I still believe that a, some sort of like tree surfing coaster would tie in perfectly to animal kingdom and the movie. Now there's a scene in the movie where he's like kind of sliding on trees, like surfing on the trees. I think that would have made a, a perfect ride. You can make like a coaster out of it or, you know, it's Tarzan. It's, no, it's jungle based. You could probably tie that in Animal Kingdom with animals, even if you did like a dark ride, you know, something like that. I think a uh, a Tarzan ride would be uh, would be perfect. All right. Well, I think that about does it uh, for the Q and A and for this episode. Um, you know, just a uh, you know just a little, you know, it being uh, you know the the anniversary of Animal Kingdom coming up in a few weeks here in April and Earth Day. I thought it would be a good time just to talk about Animal Kingdom and you know what I like about it. And uh, in the future, I'd love to go visit this topic again and kind of talk about the history of Animal Kingdom, uh, what it was like when it first opened, and you know attractions that were supposed to be there, or, you know, attractions that are gone. But you know, for now, it's great talking Animal Kingdom. It's great talking Disney. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you're not and you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Disney World Today, all one word. Um, if you got, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to interact with you guys. If you want to send me a message, uh, comment, whatever I try to, you know, respond to all of them. Um, you know, but thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to the other episodes there, uh, I think they've been pretty solid so far. Uh, but until next time, thanks for listening. And remember it all started with a mouse. <laughs>